Hello, this is Catherine, and you're listening to The Thoughtful Runner. This is the episode I started writing and discarded, then revived. It's the one about a feeling we don't like to have. Anger. I'm reluctant to talk about anger because it feels a bit taboo, to be honest. I'll preface this episode by stating that I don't often get full-on angry, not these days anyway. In fact, I can only count two moments of being truly apoplectic in the last two years. But city life can be regularly frustrating, and frustration can build up if it's left unchallenged. Most of us are very well behaved, very good at managing our emotional states, very able to walk away and count to ten, or even calmly take a breath and say something sensible on the spot. We're creative with our coping mechanisms. Yet, most of us have felt the urge to throw a drink on someone at some point, or thrash the inanimate self-checkout machine like Basil Fulty and a little red Austin. When I was a bit younger and had a stressful job, I used to let off steam by tearing up bits of paper and throwing them around my studio when no one was around, sometimes the odd pencil. Another time, a stressed-out colleague and I found release in lobbing chocolate oranges at the floor. In order to break the segments up properly, we said, eyes twinkling. It was therapeutic and it didn't hurt anyone. And we all got chocolate. We don't have to carry anger around with us, but sometimes we do anyway. Let's talk about normal, healthy anger. Your anger, my anger. Like a spark to dry tinder, don't we all have the capability to ignite when we're witness to or subject to perceived injustice? And when it takes all your strength to keep a lid on it and walk away, where do you let it out? When I'm angry, I find it necessary to do something physical to calm down. And so I run. Running is a place where I can feel powerful. As a woman, I don't have to think twice about sticking a middle finger up at the creepy guys heckling me and saying things about my body. By the time they've responded, I'm long gone. And I've expressed anger and resolved it in a manner that you just cannot do when playing the feminine in everyday life, sitting cross-legged on the bus in a tea dress. But running when you're angry is different to running in any other state. It's that conflicted mix of mental fatigue and stale adrenaline that causes you to make riskier decisions. Striking too hard on a sore foot, belting uphill in hot weather, or racing through a park as if you might never lose your footing, your heart hammering. It feels liberating, but it's not how you want to run all the time. If I'm angry or annoyed, I'll set out with the intention of burning it off and thinking things through privately, quickly becoming calm and reasonable. You've got to let it out, else it stews. And it's important to do it without upsetting people or feeling ashamed of yourself. Because it's not considered very feminine to have a temper, is it? And nobody likes to see anger. In a woman, it's often seen as unnatural, unsavoury. In a man, it's fearsome and dangerous. Running is a great outlet for me, but I know it doesn't work that way for everyone. A couple of years ago, I saw a tall runner charging downhill from Fleet Street in rush hour. Who knows why he'd attempted to take that road at such a time of day. Clearly his route had had a less than calming effect after a rough day at the office. I watched in horror as he belted towards a fragile pensioner walking the other way, only to leap to one side at the very last minute. My own heart leapt to my mouth, God knows how the innocent pedestrian felt, given that a man twice her size had launched aggressively towards her with all the power of gravity while showing no sign of stopping. This was recalled to me this week, 
when footage of a London jogger pushing a random woman in front of a bus was shared widely by news and social media sources. Although I don't think it's right to relate that situation to the one I witnessed, the sudden unprovoked cruelty of that action brought this memory to mind. And that's why I revived this episode. Back to the Fleet Street runner. At the time, I was quite speechless. I gave the man a foul look and was affected by this moment. Without the need for words, something about him read anger. Perhaps it was the strain on his face or the pumping limbs that was the giveaway. If not the aggressive dodging and explicit intent to intimidate a stranger. Put that man behind the wheel and I'll show you a speeding fine or worse. I don't imagine he can have gained much satisfaction from frightening an old lady, but something primitively furious in that prick was looking for a fight. That observation changed my entire view of running etiquette, and this is what I think. Runners have as much right to the pavement as any other person, bicycles not included. But in my mind it seems obvious that we should give way to pedestrians, slow down when approaching them, be careful on blind corners and circumvent them with consideration. Because when a large physical force is behind an action, you have the potential to cause damage. And if you were the person implementing that force, then you should simply take responsibility for it. And I know, if you'll excuse the pun, that this matter is a two-way street and that pedestrians can be dreamy and annoying. But people have a right to be lost in their mobile phones or their prams or a daydream as they walk the streets. They shouldn't have to feel frightened someone is going to crash into them at any point or push them off the goddamn pavement. And a runner shouldn't assume it's tough luck if they don't see you coming. As exhausting as it may be, we have a responsibility for ourselves and others. We must anticipate and we must avert mutually. This might seem obvious, but civility is not always as tacit in our public behaviour, is it? I'm talking about the city almost exclusively now. Because running in the city can actually exacerbate anger for some people. I'm not immune to these frustrations either. I just avoid packed places where possible. Fleet Street in rush hour is plain daft. Oxford Street a no-go, except at night. After all, the streets are filled with people behaving erratically, following their own priorities and showing little consideration for that of the stranger they haven't even yet noticed. When travelling around the busy city streets, we can easily make our personal state someone else's problem. This leads to frustrations and escalations of provocative situations. I'm often guilty of this insular attitude when walking to work through central London, where I'm prone to huffily wonder why everyone is barging me out of the way and why people won't get out of my way instead and why is everyone out to get me? I grumble away to myself, narrowly avoiding a coffee spillage or the sharp end of someone's brolly. Why am I always the one who has to accommodate everyone else's busy days? When I think like that, I end up frustrated. Does this sound familiar? And of course, with just a modicum of observation applied at these moments, it's possible to see that some people are moving out of my way after all. It's actually just a bit of give and take. And anyway, hardly anyone ends up knocked off the pavement. Some people are jerks, of course, but most just want to get where they're going without conflict. It strikes me that were we all molecules in a highly energised state, in a rather small container, we would understandingly be smashing into one another all the time and bouncing off in new directions without a nanocare. But we are not molecules. We have intent. Intent means we are not happy to randomly bounce around Tottenham Court Road Station until rush hour is over. But it is also our consciousness and consideration that makes us a bit more special too. These things are behind that social behaviour we call manners. Manners tether intent and cool anger. 
Have you ever noticed how politeness or an apology has the power to completely diffuse a tense situation? Because anger comes from situations that feel unfair, or from situations where you, your goals, or someone or something you care about is threatened. It's a response to fight when flight is not an option. So when the object of your discontent acknowledges your feelings or takes responsibility for their part in it, there is suddenly less justification for anger. And it works both ways. In my experience, being polite and considerate of pedestrians is the quickest way to shortcut all the frustrations of exercising or travelling in a busy place. And although it means you can't switch off and skip along with your eyes shut, who wants to do that anyway? Isn't it far more enjoyable to run with your eyes wide open, taking in the people and imagining their thoughts and journeys, and getting out of yourself? Surely, if we have the self-discipline to run after a long, hard day, we can find the strength of mind to challenge our misconceptions, to extend kindness in our views of others, patience to those we don't understand, and enjoy a far richer experience as a result. Deep breath, now run. (laughs) 